0: Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? (laughs) Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business. Struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day, and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. How are we all doing? I am here this week to talk about customer service and customer experience and how I think that should have a huge role in your sales strategy. And I think there's too many people missing this vital, vital piece out of their sales strategy. So I thought, hey, I'm going to come and I'm going to chat about it on my podcast this week. Now, last week I had a bit of a crazy week. I don't know if you've listened to my fabulous podcast episode from last week with Denise Duffield-Thomas, but it definitely got my week off to a good start. Um, and then, you know, I have these weeks where I'm in my office doing the work, getting all the things done, and then I have weeks like last week where I'm out and about, I'm meeting people, doing in-person events, doing um, just living my best life. And it's really, really fun. So I went shopping on Bond Street. On, um last week on, on Wednesday and this is what I'm going to be talking to you about, my different experiences that I had in some really, really high-end Bond Street shops. Um, I won this shopping spree um, as part of some selling I was doing for somebody else. So it was such an exciting day and then we went for lunch at the Shard, which was amazing as well. Then I had three events, three in-person events last week and they just absolutely fill my cup up. I love in in-person events. Um, I've got loads of in-person stuff coming up in September. So I'd love to see you, my listeners, at some events soon. But anyway, going back to um, the Bond Street shopping experiences that we had, we went into some um, shops such as Gucci, Chanel, Christian Dior, Cartier, and we had some really different experiences in the different shops. So first of all, we were in Christian Dior and um, we were looking at some of the earrings there and one of the shop assistants, I'm going to call them shop assistants, that sounds quite... um, a lowly term for somebody who works at Christian Dior, but somebody who worked in the shop asked us to step back from the cabinet, and I sort of thought to myself, she thinks we're going to steal something. <laughs> that is the only reason in my head that um, that she would want us to step back from the cabinet um and lisa who i was with wanted to try on an earring so she it was like sort of an ear, a cuff um so she did and the lady asked her if she had a profile at Christine dior if she'd bought there before and she said that she had and the lady bought up all of her buying history, like in these posh shops, they know exactly what you've bought based on this profile. And as soon as she saw that she was, you know, a regular Christine Dior customer, she said, oh, come follow me, take a seat, sit down, have some champagne. And it was like her whole attitude towards us changed completely. And whilst I was happy to drink the champagne that they had brought along, it did get me thinking, That because of that experience, I then had a view on that shop. It isn't how I want to be treated. I don't think that we should treat different people according to how much money they've got. I don't think that's a thing at all. So um, that was my first experience in Bond Street. And like I always say to my clients, have your eyes open to all of those sales scenarios that you get yourself into because there's always something that we can learn. And yes, I don't sell thousands of thousands of pounds worth of jewellery or handbags or whatever, but it doesn't mean that I can't take what I've learned from that sales experience and make sure that none of my customers ever feel the way that I did in that moment where she asked me to step back from the cabinet. Um, We also went into Cartier, oh my gosh, the highlight of the shopping trip, everything in Cartier is just right. Um, We bought a necklace in there and the service is just like nothing I've ever seen before. as Lisa bought this necklace, she said, welcome to the family. And it was just such a lovely moment, a lovely exchange of energy. You know, I always say sales is energy, money is energy, and it was a real exchange of energy. Champagne arrived, and she gave us all sorts of uh, freebies, and she gave Lisa a bottle of champagne to go alongside her necklace. She told us that the light in Cartier on Bond Street was a piece of art worth a quarter of a million pounds. Everything, every little detail in the shop was amazing. The salesperson was fantastic. You didn't feel like you were being sold to, um, at all, but she did a fantastic job. Even at one point, I said to Lisa, You know, maybe we should go away and think about whether you want to buy this necklace or not. And she clawed the sale back, um, and, and didn't let us leave the shop, but she just did it in such an effortless way. Um, I had my eyes on a pair of Chanel shoes oh my gosh, um, Chanel espadrilles, I've wanted them for ages. I decided to buy them. If you know me and you listen to the Entrepreneurs' Growth Club um, lives on a Sunday, you'll know that I had a very great exchange in France buying my first ever Chanel handbag. Um, But I was really, really disappointed with the service in Chanel. We were running out of time and I told the shop assistant I wanted to buy these um, espadrilles and they took us into a side room and they said, we need to see some ID. And we had bought things in Gucci, in Christian Dior, in Cartier, and no one had asked for our ID. And we didn't have any ID either. Um, And he basically said, if you don't have any ID, you can't buy the shoes. And the the experiences that we'd had so far on Bond Street were so different from this experience in Chanel, I actually turned around and I said, I don't even know if I want the shoes now because I, I was so disappointed. Like, I love Chanel. Like, it's a brand that I really enjoy and I was really, really disappointed. Anyway, I did manage to find some photo ID of my ID and... Um, so I did end up walking away with the shoes. But afterwards, we were having a discussion about all the different experiences that we had. And Chanel was definitely the worst. It didn't make you feel good. I didn't feel good afterwards. I didn't feel good during. And so it's Amazing how you can be in shops that are meters apart, um, spending hundreds and thousands of pounds and get completely different service. Now, this podcast is a bit different from um, usual podcasts that I do. I've never spoken about shopping before. I'm not actually a huge shopper, I'm not a natural shopper at all. But I just thought that it was interesting and we have so much to learn. And what I want for every single person who I work with, all my clients, all my followers and everyone who's part of the Entrepreneur's Growth Club, is to just challenge themselves to be the best possible salesperson that they can be not compared to anybody else, but compared to their own standards. I want everybody who buys through me to feel great about it, to feel great about the process, to feel great about spending the money and to feel great about the service that they receive so that when they when they leave and we finish working together, they still feel great about it. That will always be my aim. And I know what I have learned over the years of on this sales journey is that it's tiny things. It's tiny details that can make a huge difference. So when we bought from Cartier, her saying welcome to the family, it just made you feel included. It made you feel part of something. It's a tiny thing. Anybody could have done that but they did it. And that's what made the experience amazing. So think about you and your business. What tiny things can you do to show your customers how much you care about them, to show your customers that you're different from your competitors, you are prepared to do things that other people won't, that you're prepared to go above and beyond. Um, I had an event at the end of the week, um, last week, Eight people turned up to my, just under eight people turned up to my event last Friday. And with this in mind, I thought, how can I go above and beyond? So I wrote everybody a personalised handwritten card. Um, I've had one-to-ones with a lot of people who were turning up, so I knew their business really well. So I wrote a personalised um, card to them and I also gave them one of my journals and taught them how to use it as part of the session. And the amount of people who messaged me afterwards to say, thank you so much for the handwritten note, it was such a lovely touch. Like these things, they don't have to be big things, they can be tiny things, but actually they are big things to the people who receive them. I remember as a child, we used to go to Eurocamp. Did anyone ever used to go to Eurocamp, right? And they would send, like a little pack through beforehand. And I remember my mum always used to say the holiday starts as soon as you've got the pack through. And there was like a car sticker and a little activity book. And it was just something extra. It wasn't something big, it was just something extra. Um, I often talk about flying, right? I love flying. And Emirates, if you ever fly Emirates, they are, Committed to an excellent level of customer service. The first time we flew with Ernie, they took a Polaroid picture and they put it in this frame My first flight. Um, Everything that they do, they put a little tablecloth on your flight tray. Everything that they do is just a little bit extra. It's not something massive, it's not something huge, it's just little things that you can do to go above and beyond. And I think if you can tie this into your sales strategy, if you can reverse engineer, this is how I want my customers to feel. I want them to walk away from buying my product or service and feeling absolutely brilliant about it. If you can reverse engineer it and think, okay, these are the steps that we need to take in order for my customers to feel like that at the end of the process, you're going to weave this whole idea of customer service into your sales process. And what happens if we go above and beyond for our customers is that they become raving fans who shout about us, who are fanatical about us, who really make sure that their friends know about us because they have had an amazing experience by and from us and they want other people to experience that too. And when you get to that level where other people are shouting about you, then it's great because they're literally acting as mini marketeers and it means you have to do less work. So this stuff we should be really putting loads and loads and loads of effort into because it's going to transform the sales in our business. And it's also going to give you the edge because there's loads of companies out there who don't think about this at all. British Airways, I'm going to use those as a perfect example because I honestly think, especially post-pandemic, they're just doing the minimum requirements. Sometimes they're not even doing that. That's not going above and beyond for your customers. That's getting your customers really annoyed with you, especially when you used to deliver something that was better, and now you don't need to. You don't have to. People are gonna fly with you regardless. Think about where you love spending your money, where you feel great spending your money, who makes you feel great, and think about why it makes you feel great, and how you can replicate this in your own business. Disney. Disney's the perfect example, right? We end up in massive queues, we're hot, we're sweaty, but when you leave that holiday, all you remember is the magical times. All you remember is your child running and hugging Mickey Mouse. Well, not everyone's a Disney fan, right? But I am. (laughs) So whatever it is for you, just start having an awareness of how can I bring this into my business? How can I make my customers feel absolutely fantastic? And ask them, what would you like to see more of? What do you love about buying from this business? What do you love about this business? People always used to say to me when I taught phonics and my theatre school that I could remember names really, really quickly and it made the children feel so included. Again, like they're part of something, that community aspect people absolutely love. Remember, it doesn't need to be big, massive things, but it just needs to be small, personal touches that set you aside from the crowd. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. It was all about customer service. I also mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I'm doing lots of in-person events. Um, I'm going to be launching my book on the 6th of September and it's going to see me doing a mini book tour around the UK. So watch this space for an event near you. Um, I also have some tickets left for Glitter and Goals which is my big event happening in November on November the 24th this year. So if you want to get ahead and book a ticket for my goal setting extravaganza then I've put the link in the show notes. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not already a part of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club come and join us on Facebook. It's my big community where I share lots of hints and tips on how to create more sales in your business and I'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye!